whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Brought to you by Rock Antenna, Germany's number one rock radio station. It's good to have you, Blackstone Cherry, in our Rock Antenna studios uh, with John and Chris. How are you? We're glad to be here. <laughs> We're going to talk about the new album that's coming out on April 20th, uh, Family Tree, that's what it's called. The last album was called Kentucky, and now it's Family Tree, which are both very home-based titles. Mm -hmm. Is the new album just as homey as Kentucky? Even more so, I think. Yeah. I, I think the new record is a... Uh, It, it's a different step for us, you know, kind of, um, it, it's a different sounding record than, than our previous records. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a record where our influences shine through, you know, uh, maybe more so than some other records. Uh, but it's a record that just sounds fun when you listen to it. You know I mean? It's, it, uh, you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously You know, mm. the, for the entire record, you know, Kentucky was pretty heavy, and and a lot of aggression came out, you know, from from record label switches and and you know just random things. But for the new record, it was we just wanted to make a record people could smile while they listened to. It's true, I smiled a lot while I listened to it because uh, we're about. very lucky. We already have a a copy here, and it's very it's awesome to listen to on the road. Actually, on my way back home from work, I was like, nice. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's it's a good driving record. Yeah. <laughs> Um, where did you record it? Uh, we recorded this one at the same same spot we did Kentucky and our self-titled the first one. Yeah, it's a different location now, but it's yeah. the same engineer and all the same equipment, so it's the same. It's the same. It's same. just three times the size and concrete. Yeah, yeah, it's a big concrete garage. It's a better sounding room. Yeah, too. it sounds good. Well, just like you know the the uh, the way instruments sound. When you know recorded in in certain spaces, they sound different because of the reflection of the room and yeah. you know certain things. So the the new space that the studio is in is uh, my favorite sounding space that it's been. You know because you want to be able to you know have distance for certain microphones and and certain things. And and we self produce the record, so there's no you know big time producer or anything or mixer. We all we do it all ourselves. Um, So it, it's just, uh, I don't know, it just it's a lot more comfortable in this the new mm -hmm. space. And it's not, uh, you don't have to, to really work hard to get great sounds. They just kind of happen naturally. And uh, you, it's called Family Tree. It's about your, as you said, inspirations from, from earlier. You grew up together um, in a Grammy-winning household, too, <laughs> with the Kentucky Headhunters. Uh, tell us more about it. I mean, you know, John Fred's dad... Um, His dad and uncle were in a band called the Kentucky Headhunters, obviously, mm -hmm. um, and they're they're a Grammy winning band, and they've sold millions of records. And um, you know, just being around that, you know, I've been around it since I was like four or five years old because you know, going to school, me and John Fred were best friends. And but the, I think the biggest thing, man, was you know they let us use the the practice house for all those years, and they also you know kind of we learned what to do and what not to do, you know, because they've been on top and then, you know, had a member leave and they've been through everything you could think of in the music business, ups and downs, they've been through them. So, you know, it, it, um, the things they instilled in us from a young age are things that have helped us. And, and I think that's part of why we've, you know, for 17 years now, we, we learned, you know, to, to be friends before we're a band. Mm -hmm. and, that, that, and then that's why we're still together, you know, with no lineup changes or anything. 
that's true and it's very rare nowadays that, like yeah. you get together in high school age and still jam and still do records and are very successful with, with it uh, we which try. Is, yeah we try <laughs> <laughs> um the hand hunters practice house does it still exist yes yeah yeah it's still a it's still a go-to stop for us um we didn't uh honestly on this record we really really didn't do very much there because uh, we didn't do anything man No, no, we didn't. We went to John Fred's house instead. Um, weather, John Fred had heat in his house. Yeah, the, the weather was house. not on our side, so we went to John Fred's house because it was right down the street from the practice house. We were close, but uh, you know it was warmer in there. So you yeah. recorded it in winter time. The well, the record like we recorded the record in October, November, so it was it was it was pretty warm then. You know, we did it in two different sessions. Um, so yeah, I mean it was nice and warm, but when we were writing some of the songs, it was really cold. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm sure um, you all had uh, some barbecue anyway at uh, John yeah. Fred's house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, is uh, now with the new album? Does it feel like going back in time? No, I mean it's you know it, and that's what's weird about it. You know, is is you know I said our our, our influences shine through a little more in this new record and. Uh, We stopped worrying if things were going to be heavy enough or, or this or that, you know, and just made a great rock and roll record. But if anything, it feels like uh, it feels like we've stepped forward, you know, because the, the the one thing you never want to do is is step backwards in music, and yep. and you know that's that's nothing nothing against any records we've ever done or or the records that we we are influenced by. But if you listen to you know Jimi Hendrix. He wasn't stepping back at all, you know. He was forty years ahead of his time. So, when you when when you look at music, you know, you you try to. It's so weird because a record is like a snapshot of your life from the end of the record previously to the end of recording this. So it's like everything you felt in that year and a half or whatever, you know. It's 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 all of that transferred into music and. We had a hell of a time, you know. It, it was a great couple of years for us, and and I think you hear that in the in the music, you know, because there's, it's just fun, you know. Like I, I smile the whole time I listen to the record, you know. Like I, it's very often it, it's it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's seldom that uh, you get serious face. Yeah, listen to the record. It's you know, it's mainly a bunch of smiles for the whole thing, you know, because all the songs are, you know, fun, good time, you know, just. Having a good old time songs. And your son helped out too on backup vocal vocals. Yeah, right? he, uh, my wife and him came by the studio one day, and uh, I was like, "Hey, man, come over here. I want to try something." And I, I stood him up on a on a chair and put him on a microphone that I because I use this same microphone that we're using right now when I when I use the records. I use a <laughs> Shure SM7, um, and I put him on my microphone, and I was like, "Hey, man." sing this for me. And I sang the line because he had been walking around the house singing the song anyway from the demo we did. And uh, so now when you when you put on that song, you got the blues. On the left side, it's Declan. On the right side, it's me. And it's just, it's really cool. It's like we're singing a harmony with each other and it was totally unplanned. It was just kind of a spur of the moment thing. But now it's something that me and him will have forever. You know, it's it's literally ingrained in history forever with you know, a recorded version of a song. So it's uh, it's something that, you know, he can tell his friends about when he goes to school. That's so awesome. One Who, thing we haven't figured out, though, is he collecting royalties on that now? No. <laughs> I don't even think we gave him a credit on the record. 
<laughs> but we did somehow because every interview we've done has known about it. So yeah. everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Declan, you're you're credited. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's, it's bad. You say his name right better than people back home. Yep. Declan? So, Declan. Yeah, well, no, how do you, how do everybody's you... like, Declan? Declan. Declan. And I'm like, Sweet D. Declan. <laughs> no, Sweet D. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've been trying that for so long now because right. uh, my family back home keeps on telling me, Julie, say, can't bring some sweet tea. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, no, you'd be great. You'd be great. Can't yeah, bring you know, some sweet it. tea. <laughs> Is it, uh, did you drink a lot of sweet tea and had a lot of barbecues while recording? No, we drink a lot of bourbon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, by, by about. Noon or one o'clock every day, you know, there were drinks being passed around. Bourbon, and, beer, and vodka. That's all that's yeah. ever around us. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, we, we, we didn't take this recording, you know, we didn't look at it like a job. And that's the great thing about recording back home where we record and, you know, recording with David is, you know, everything's kind of flexible. Like if we don't want to start till, you know, noon one day, it's like, okay, cool, man. You know, everybody lives within 20 minutes of the place. So. I live the farthest away. Sorry, I was just thinking about John Fred because uh, he he's the most flexible one out of everybody after the drum tracks are done because he just kind of shows up whenever yeah. he feels like. It. But no, and seriously, I mean, like you know, doing the record at home, you get to go back home every night, you know, and and recharge and and go in. Like a lot of times when you do a record and you travel, you know, to Los Angeles, which we've done twice, or even staying in Nashville, you know, staying in hotel rooms, it gets to be a lot like a job because you've got to set. You know, time to get there every day and a set time you have to leave by every day. And it's like, I did, I'm not punching a time clock. I play music so I don't have to do that crap. So, mm. you know, but at the same time, there's something. No, there's nothing good about that. Um, <laughs> the, the way we record is awesome because mm-hmm. seriously, like I said, you know, if you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, I don't feel like going in right now. We can literally just call Dave and be like, hey, man, let's start at 12 today instead of 10, you know, and then we'll work till. Whenever we get tired, then we go home, which is often two o'clock in the morning. But, uh, you know, it's just like such a laid back and fun environment. The way we've started recording records since Kentucky, you know, Kentucky and then the Black to Blues EP. Um, we've done everything with David. And then uh, I ended up mixing Well, they used my rough mixes for uh, Black to Blues. And then I mixed the new record. And we've just found a... Uh, a way of making records that works for us that I, I'm not sure would work for other bands, but it is perfect for us. And uh, I think you can hear that in the new record. Did you record it live too? Pretty much. I mean, you know, yeah. we like the thing is, is today a lot of records are made where, you know, like a gal put down a guitar part to a click track and then the drummer goes and plays to that and a vocal. And they get that. it really perfect and tight. And it's and, and we have really made those sterile. Records. We've we've made those records. That's how Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Seat was made. You know, it was it was all you know. Everything had to be perfect on a grid and everything, and and that's great. You know, and that's a great record, and we're extremely proud of that record because it's something totally different for us. But the way we recorded this new record was, we didn't rehearse at all. Like we just listened to the demos we made on the back of the bus, and we were like, okay, uh, I think we know how to play this, one, so let's try it. And that's the way we did it. You know, we just went in. We would ask John Fred which song he wanted to try, and we would go record it. You know, and then obviously, you know, we kept the drum tracks, and then we would go back and do you know fixed guitars and all that stuff because we hadn't rehearsed anything. <laughs> but it it left the the creative process even more open once in the studio because. Things were not set in stone. Everything could change at any point. 
and that's I think that's the beauty of it though, and that's why this record feels the way it does, and that's why it stays interesting from song one to song thirteen. Mm-hmm. And it is a very fun record, and I'm looking forward for the release of the record, and I'm looking forward to seeing you live again. When is that going to be here in Germany? We are coming back for uh, Rock and Ring, Rock and Park yep. uh, in June, which is going to be badass. I think we're playing one of them on my birthday, actually. Really? Yeah, it's like yeah, I, believe so. I think it's June third and fourth. We're playing those, or yeah. second, third, or something. I don't remember. Should I bring But, a birthday cake? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not going to turn down cake. To say, this guy, seen me? This I'm not guy's not going to turn down food. cake. No, uh, no, my birthday's June 4th for anybody that wants to know. Um, so send gifts. Uh, <laughs> but no, we, uh, we we do Rock and Ring, Rock and Park. Uh, and then we're doing a lot of the other European festivals as well. And then we are working on uh, lining out a headlining tour for the end of the year. Um so Which will most definitely for, come through Germany, of course. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, there'll be several shows in Germany if we get to do that. But uh, throughout history, it's generally been like a November-ish tour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, just just keep your eyes open on our Facebook page and stuff for uh, for that. I love how we never mention the .com because nobody gives a damn about .coms anymore. It's no. true, right? It's like Everybody check just... our Instagram or Facebook uh-huh. and you'll see uh-huh. the tour dates. when Once they're announced, once the tour's finalized and everything's announced... Um, you know, everything will be on the Facebook and Instagram, but I wouldn't expect any kind of announcement until probably, you know, summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, you know, if, if we do get the tour worked out, it'll be at the end of the year. Yeah. So we'll probably, you know, announce it. I'd say it'll probably be announced right after the festivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll let, we'll let all the details. <clears throat> or right before. Yeah, you know, possibly. Sometimes there, you know, it's, it, it'll be announced though, but it'll be on our Instagram and Facebook as soon as it's announced. And I'm looking forward to Rockin' Park. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is that the one closer to yeah. Bavaria? Yeah, it's a, okay. it's in Nuremberg, uh, so it's like two hours away from here. Yeah, That's not three bad. Hours, yeah. And then the Nürburgring is north, right? Yeah, which it sounds weird because Nuremberg is Rockin' Park, but the Nürburgring, which sounds similar, yeah. is Rock am Ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you got oh, yeah. the racetrack and then, yeah. you know. And it's going to be a sea of people oh, celebrating. It's, it, it's awesome. Yeah. We, We've done both those festivals several times, and it's always just badass. You know what I mean? Like, it, that, that's the thing I love about the festivals over here is, is you know, like, even people that, that may not know your band, they still check it out. They still hang out. And, and, you know, even if they're waiting for the last band of the night, you know, like, I remember one year we played, and it was Metallica. You know, they were headlining. and But there were still people that, you know, went to all the stages and then go around because it's... It's not, they're not just there to see one band. They're mm-hmm. there to see all the bands. And mm-hmm. it's, the festivals, that's what's so cool about it. Like a lot of festivals back home, they, it's like, it's, it's, they just stand there on their damn yeah. phone the yeah. whole time until the last <laughs> band plays. And I'm like, dude, put your no. phone up or I'm going to kick the, you in the face. The festivals over here are more of an experience from top to bottom. Oh, yeah. You mm-hmm. got to like travel around the festival and see all the bands and yeah. hang out with all the people and drink all the beer. And I mean, it's Germany. Come on. Ah, yeah, it's true. It's so, the only thing we got to talk about is this. Is we we got to get some bourbon (laughs) over here because I I have to explain this and this this is not being you know pretentious at all, but a lot of times when you ask for bourbon over here, people give you Jack Daniels. That is not Mm -hmm. bourbon. It's not bourbon. See, bourbon is from Kentucky. See, I knew you knew. That's it. North Carolina coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, bourbon is Kentucky and. Whiskey is is like Tennessee sour mash, and it's yeah. like piss Jack water. Daniels whiskey. Yeah, yeah, Jack Daniels is from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack Daniels is, is piss water. 
to me. Like I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't have a taste for it. So, we, just somebody make sure that there's bourbon somewhere, please. Okay, so bring a Jim Beam bourbon cake. A bourbon cake. What about a bourbon cake? Bourbon balls, no. bourbon cake, bourbon anything, balls. anything, anything, anything. Bourbon and. But what about Jim Beam? Is that Jim Beam is bourbon? That is yeah. Kentucky bourbon. So we Jack Daniels is no friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> we like Jim. We don't like Jack. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> um, we we're talking about festivals, uh, which brings me to a topic change of subject but not really a few days ago we heard the news that there's a new initiative called key change and key change is an initiative that several festivals get together and sign something up that they try to do a female quota on festivals like they try to give female and male artists the same footing just, as many women as bands many as women as there are men yeah Gonna need a lot more women bands. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, okay, so that, that means, hey, all you girls that play guitar start and bass band. and drums, time to start a band. No, here's, <laughs> here's what I'll say about that. Um, I don't think it should be forced on anyone, but I am all for women in rock and roll. You know, like Lizzie Hale is one of one of our dearest friends with Hailstorm, you know, yeah. and the whole band are. Um, and she's been, you know, kind enough to perform with us and be on our records and You know, I, I'm all for it. You know, there are many, many great female. I mean, look at Fleetwood Mac. I mean, Jesus Christ. Stevie Nicks is like the voice of a generation, pretty much. Janis Joplin, yeah. Joan Jett. Yeah, I mean, I mean the list never stops. They go all throughout history. But I think to force a hand upon festivals, it, it, it could create a situation where the festivals Get to be the same hurt. thing Well, no, no, not only that, but, but, you know, it could be a situation where festivals start having trouble because... You know, there's the way the business has shaped over the years is in, in the hard rock stuff that a lot of these festivals, you know, categorize. There are many, many more, you know, male associated acts than there are female. So that's fine. If they want to do that, that is totally cool. And if the festival sign it, that's totally fine because we're all about love and peace and we love everybody and we wish everybody equal opportunities. Yep. But people just have to remember That if they force that upon people and the, the festival, you know, representatives, representatives do sign that, then for every band that's added that you may have never heard of, a band you have heard of goes away. Mm. And a band, you know, so like you're not going to be able to have, you know, Metallica, Slipknot, all these bands and, you know, all the other bands, you know, like us or, or anybody for that matter. To have a band added, a band has to go away. So, you know, if, if, if they want to do it willingly, that's totally cool. But I don't think anything On should be forced too, upon anybody ever about anything in life. Just let people live and do their thing, man, and just love everybody. If you look at how many, because we were just saying today, I mean, yeah, there's there's a few bands that are, you know, girl-based. Um, but there aren't. When I say girl, that just sounds kind of Women. Like female. Friend. Women. Female. However you want to categorize here. I'm, I ain't about labels, Chris, all right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's only so many of them. And, you know, that's why I said at the top of this, uh, anybody that plays, any any women that play guitar, bass, drums, whatever, time to start a band. Um, because if not, you're going to end up with the same groups playing the festivals every year. And it's gonna, it's just going to be the same thing over and over again because there aren't enough to be able to cycle in and out to mm -hmm. make it that much of a balance of 50-50. There was there was a female fronted band that I absolutely loved, and they put out a record. And like I, I don't know if they put out any more records or not. I kind of stopped hearing about them. But they were a band called Dead Sarah, and they were Dead awesome. Sarah. Yeah, they had a song called The Weatherman that was just like 
the most badass rock and roll, just in your face stuff. Um, you know, but the, I'm all about it. You know, like I've got a lot of female friendly stuff on my phone. So that's, you know, good music is good music. I don't, and that's, that's what it gets down to yeah. is I don't feel like forcing an issue on people because of a gender base when the whole world wants to be genderless right now. Right. What's the point? Good music is good music. Just book the good music and be done with it. And if it happens to be fronted by females, then more power to you, man. Like, I, we love it all. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah. That, that, that's just where it gets funny for me is like, yeah, that's the bottom line right you there. Can't say good, yes, ma'am, you can't say yes, ma'am. You can't say yes, ma'am, yes, sir in a lot of places because people are like, well, you assumed I was a woman, but I identify as a man, or vice versa. You assumed I was a man, but I identify as a woman. Then how in the hell are you going to force an issue of getting females in when you can't even you know, go around a lot of places saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am? I just stay so damn confused anymore that I just, I'm like, I'm like, awesome. You're talking about Southern Thank dudes. You. We don't know how to communicate without saying yes, sir, and yes, ma'am to somebody. Y'all, sweet yeah. tea. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, sure. You're here, and it's fun to have you here, and it was a good talk. Thank you so much. I'm, yeah, thank you for having us. I can't wait for Family Tree coming out on April 20th, and uh, it's definitely going to be a record of the week. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. See you soon. Whole lot of talk. The interviews that rock. Subscribe to our channel for more rockin' podcasts.